Hey yo, welcome back to another episode of Put 30 on the Clock. This is Coach Phil, and as usual, we're going to get right to it. Now, as you know, we have already moved into a new era of basketball, or what seems to feel like a new era of basketball, where we are playing positionless, where the person who can play multiple position and carry out multiple responsibilities is very much valued Um way more than the person that can only play and defend one position or carry out a certain amount of responsibility. So the game has just like trended its way all the way to this point, right? To where if you see somebody that only plays one position, they don't really get that much love. They don't really get that much, you know, adoration unless they're super, 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 super good at that one position that they play. The majority of players have to be able to do multiple things. That's just where our game has gone, right? So if we're playing positionless basketball, right? If that's the current climate of our game, then what's going to happen to you, what's going to happen to your teammates is that as you play from season to season, coach to coach, team to team, you are going to experience role changes. You might even experience a role change in the very same program. Like if you're in high school and you made varsity as a sophomore going into your junior year, depending on who's on the roster, you may experience a role change. And we need to know how to handle that because some role changes, you may see them as positive and some role changes, you may see them as negative. Now, if we were, if I were to go off the top of my head, a negative role change would be that last year you were scoring like 16 points a game. You got about three ISO touches a game. You um, played about, I don't know, let's say you played out of 32 minutes, you played about 24 minutes. So that's the equivalent of three quarters of the game. Um, And when it was crunch time, coach depended on you, even went to you a couple of times for the game winning shot, uh, trusted you to play defense against their best player. I mean, all of that, right? So you are valuable, super important piece to the team. Well, over the course of the summer, you guys got a lot of transfers. And Coming into the new school year when you're doing preseason conditioning and you got open gym and weight room and all that stuff with the team, you can clearly see that you are outmatched. These guys that have now come in are just way better and there's nothing you can really do with these two months before the official day of tryouts to catch up. Like you just got the worst luck in the world, a bunch of four and five stars transferred in, right? Now, Coach did not forget about you, but if coach is going to be fair, right? We already got an episode on favoritism. Please check that out. But if coach is going to be fair, then the fair thing to do would be to give these guys the 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 attention. Well, not the attention, the attention, the uh, the the minutes, the responsibilities, because they've come to all the workouts. They've been at everything. They were, you know, not just four and five stars, but they actually had good attitudes and they were about the team. That's like the worst thing ever for you. So it's like these are good people who are really, really, really good at basketball. And it's like your spot is about to get taken because if it's about who's the best, if if coach is being fair, then the fair thing to do would be to reduce your usage. All right. So if that actually happens, if that happens, 
you're taking a back seat going into your junior year, right? If you were a sophomore and you're going into your junior year, you're taking a back seat going into your junior year. And I personally believe the junior year is the most important year of anybody's basketball playing career. And we can debate that another day, but it's just that that is just such a sensitive and precious, precious season. Uh, but you're going into that season in this hypothetical example, taking a back seat to people who are better players than you. How do you handle that? Emotionally, how do you handle that? Because when you go to your AAU circuit, right, and you make a name for yourself and the coaches come out to see these guys, but they also took notice of you, they're going to notice how you respond to having your spot taken. Are you competitive to try to go get that spot back? Are you sulking? Did you transfer? Are you a team cancer now? Are you acting up? Are you still about the team's success? Did you embrace these guys? Do you challenge them every day to let them know that if they ever slip up, that you that you on their neck, right? Do you support each other? These are things that kind of have that don't have much to do with basketball, but are serious deciding factors as to whether or not you'll get on a team because these college coaches, I don't know, they're not young. For the most part, these guys are in their 50s. They know what they're looking for. They know what they want and they can find talent anywhere. They can't find good people everywhere. How do you handle that quote unquote negative change of a role, right? If you go to the complete opposite, right, where you're at a school that has all these people, you know what I'm saying? You got a school that got studs everywhere. It was so difficult to get on the floor. And now the season ends. You have your team banquet, right? And going into the summer, you find out that four guys are transferring, right? Let, let, let's, let's, let's not say that. That's a little drastic. Two guys are graduating. Two guys are transferring. And all of these guys were in the way of you getting real playing time. So now coach is looking right at you like, hey, it's time to step up. You've been going at these guys all last year at practice. You got a couple of spot minutes here and there in meaningful games, but you played the majority of the blowout games, right? But you've been sparring with these guys all season long. It's time for you to step up. You've earned it, right? And you're getting touches. You're getting the big minutes. You're playing crunch time and end of games. You're a starter now, right? How do you handle that emotionally? Does that get to your head? Do you talk down on the people who are now in a position you just left behind, right? Are you talking crazy to, to, to the opponents? They know that you was on the bench last year. They was here, right? They were sophomores going into their junior year just like you. They remember. They was playing and you wasn't. How do you handle this quote unquote positive change of role? Right? Injuries. You can change, you might have your role change in the middle of a season because somebody who's responsible for this role is down and it's next man up. You never know when the responsibilities you have will either be taken from you or had you or if you'll have more responsibilities added to you. But can you be on your toes and ready to go when you have that change of a role, especially in a time where coaches want you walking in as someone who can do more than play more than one position, right? Are you mentally tough enough and are you mentally mature enough 
to keep your composure when things don't go your way? Are you mentally tough enough and mentally secure enough to not get too happy when things do go your way? Whether they go your way, whether they don't go your way, can you stay at an even keel? And you'll come to find out that most players are human. There's nothing wrong with being emotional. You have emotions. There's something wrong with letting your emotions get the best of you. There's something wrong with always showing your emotions because now you've just shown your weakness and your opponents who don't always wear a different uniform. Sometimes your opponents wear the same uniform, i.e. the person trying to take your spot. He's not always your teammate, but that's between me and you. It's okay to have emotions. You are human. You were wired with emotions. But in competitive sports, you truly have to find a way to deal with them effectively. Whether you suppress them and you deal with them after the game, whether you find some positive affirmations to get through, whatever it is you got to do, you can't tip your hand. You can't show what's going on right then and there. You have to find a way to deal with them in a healthy way that doesn't allow you to lose your competitive edge. But these things happen. Emotions run wild when there's a change in the role, for good and for bad. So the ultimate question is, what are you going to do about it? Because I can almost guarantee you that it's going to happen. You are going to experience role changes. And you have to, uh, hopefully you can hear this and get ahead of it. Make a plan as to how you're going to handle either having more responsibilities or having less responsibilities. Having more shine or less shine. Right? Now, for those of you who can't play multiple positions, I'm going to tell you this and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, you better be excellent at the one position that you play because you are in an environment where finding someone who can play multiple positions isn't as hard as it used to be, right? It's not as difficult as it used to be. Nobody's really looking for a true point guard anymore. I'm not a fan of that personally. I think everybody should have true point guards, but that's a debate you can have with me on Twitter, Right right now, <laughs> this is a one-way, so I need you to just listen up. If I think everybody should have a traditional, a, a, a true point guard. Let me say that. I don't want to say traditional. But if you can only play one position, you should be really excellent at it because now that's what's going to give coach a good problem to have. It's going gonna, it's gonna to give coach like, you know what? I, I want to play this person because I know I can get a little bit of three different positions out of him, but this guy's so good at this, I can't really let that go. Some of us, like me, are not six feet tall. We are, by our height, designated to play point guard, or we're going to be short shooting guards that you're going to have a heck of a time trying to get to college like that. That is not impossible, but it is really, really difficult. But just by height, not being six feet tall sends us down to being point guard. Everybody else, you know, if you're over six feet tall, 
uh, well, let's say your height is sufficient for the position you play. Your skill set might only limit you. Like if you're a three and D guy, there's a really good chance that you're going to play the three, right? So if you're six six, uh, and you can't really handle the ball, right? You don't really have a bag like that. Excuse me, but you can play really good defense, and you knock down that corner three like PJ Tucker style, right? You better be really good at defense and you better be really efficient on that three-point making because they're going to find somebody else who can play the two and the three kind of eye, kind of okay at both of those positions instead of dealing with you. So these role changes, you got to be okay with it. You got to see it coming. You got to know that this is what's going on because today's climate says that Coaches want people who can play multiple positions. Coaches want people who can defend multiple positions. And if that's the case, whether there's an injury or not, whatever the case may be, you are going to experience a change in your role and you should be preparing for it. This is Coach Phil. Thank you for spending this time. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you're here with me and I appreciate that. Y'all be good.